Delchariad and dros y byd, dros y byd, dros y byd. Delchariad and dros y byd, i ddathlu santes dwy'n wen. Delchariad and dros y byd, dros y byd, dros y byd. Delchariad and dros y byd, i ddathlu santes dwy'n wen. And welcome to Tales for Wales, the pod that never fails to be that twinkle in a loved one's eye, that flirtatious brush of the arm, that rush of blood to your naughty bits. I'm Jack, and as ever, I'm joined by the naughtiest bit of all, the Randy Boy of Cardiff, <laughs> alumni of the Horny University. It's my fucking blinder, mate. It's Franco. You won me round. I am in <laughs> such a foul mood that, that I could tell. Absolutely charmed me. <laughs> I could totally tell. Just for the audience, we've been having some tech issues, shock horror. <sighs> and uh, yeah, when we when we finally got it back up and running, Frank's feeling right. I'm just gonna press play, all right? I'm just gonna press record. That's it. <laughs> Done. Oh, I, thought, I gotta get him down. back on. Like the the bay, the internet down the bay is just gone. So it's been like a final day that obviously the minute we're going to record, it fucks off. So we don't know how much this will oh, go. Wait, I was just about to tell you, moan about, right? I came into my little man cave room, turned the light on, the fucking bulb burst. And I was thinking, just as I'm logging on, I was like, fucking typical. And then when I heard your plight, so I was like, ah, I won't I won't mention. It's not, it's I, not quite I, as bad. Um, even though this will probably come out in... Oh no, it'll come out next week actually. Uh, but I'm still in the the fucking thralls of dry January, so I haven't even got booze to relax me. So I, I've just yeah, taken the biggest bit. swig of my Erdinger alcohol free, and it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's surprisingly it does give you that initial like because you know like nothing if you're frustrated and pissed off or like annoyed, booze just chills you before it de-chills oh, you. And makes dulls you the edge a bit, doesn't yeah. it? To be fair, we're not angry drunks at all, are we? We laugh. We're fun drunks. Yeah, but, we usually just get very... We're either very, like, giggly or yeah. we're going, I fucking love you, mate. Oh, mate, I love you so fucking much. Like, <laughs> Yeah, which is uh, fitting for today's episode. But mm. um, I, 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 we always act like they don't know what the episode is. <laughs> it's always like, so clear. It's literally right. there. We do a little synopsis and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe how much you charmed me with your intro. Because I was thinking, how do I get out of this funk? Like, I am pissed off. I'm annoyed. How am I going to like turn this round? And then all I needed was a little coaxing from my boy. I got it. I, I wrote it. It's was, it was meant to be serendipitous, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I think actually we should do that more often, maybe. That beer is mm. actually really good. Yeah. Honestly, and I love that. I'm assuming it just tricks your brain going, ah, oh, it's a lovely beer. It and just then tastes you don't like even pint. think about too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah. idea because everyone I've had, every non alcoholic one I've had, it's just you go and you go, that isn't quite, that's no. not quite right. You know, your brain just knows. Yeah. I'm only having one as well because they're like 100 calories. And the whole point of doing dry jam is to have like less calories. Less calories. Yeah. yeah. But it is nice, quite nice to have one. And I probably will fail. Try to this weekend, but 19 days in, that's not bad, is it? That's all right. That's like yeah. fucking, what? That's two thirds of it. That's fine. That's half what Moses did in the desert, isn't it? Did you do 40 days, 40 nights? Moses in the desert? What? Yeah, my, I'm not up to date <laughs> on my, my biblical studies. Uh, but maybe, yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> pay attention, mate. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'll get out my, my personal copy of Babely Blant now. Yeah, Babely Which, uh, which yeah. is, sorry, is a Bible for, for children, by the way. Which nearly all ungodly from. children like us were given in like our... Yeah. Isn't it mad that our schools just used to sing Christian songs? Mm. Like uh, in primary school. We, but I don't, did we do it in secondary school? Was our secondary school religious? I don't think uh, it was, was it? 
I don't think it was. No, I think no. I definitely remember in primary. Yeah, you, I remember going to the the um, what's it called the what's called Sanith? Can't even think of that mm. now. Um, assembly. Assembly. Go yeah. to assembly, and they would make you sing like Christian yeah. hymns. Seems a bit. Yeah, mad, you sing a lot of Christian yeah. hymns. Um, but in secondary school, I don't think we did. Did we? I think we were probably because just fart then. <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> that mic's got some reach. <laughs> <laughs> I say got some reach. It was very obvious. If you're we gonna keep almost, this in, you hear the tense in your core. <laughs> I'm relaxed now, mate. I'm chilled out a bit. <laughs> Let all that stress go, over you? Yeah. Oh god, that's awful. Is that a new low for the pod? <laughs> oh, maybe new year, new us. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if uh, if that stays. Um, what did you? Mm. What are you drinking anyway? Delight me. Uh, I'm just on my last can of Budweiser, nothing too exciting. But then, because because we're not having a, a mad one, I've brought up very fancy, nice, a uh, Mortal Bunny <laughs> spiced black cherry rum. And I'm going to have a couple Ooh. of them. You you did a, your Borat then. Very nice. <laughs> a very nice Mortal Bunny. <laughs> have a very nice. Um, yeah, it's 2024, we're still doing Borat. <laughs> I know. It will never <laughs> <laughs> we're, do, we're all about history, mate. It's yeah, history about true. Isn't it? so, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I'm settled now. I'm, I'm finally like you're chilling right, a little you're bit. Back, you found your funk again. Yeah, I got my Frankie got his funk back. <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> the new hit TV show we're gonna make. Uh, <laughs> should we? Uh, before we get into brass tacks, um, mm. how the hell have you been, you little rat bag? We haven't done one of these in a while, man. Have we? Feels like it. Didn't, definitely feels yeah. like. I think we did one. Maybe like we did a couple of ago. lunchtime ones, was it? Maybe. Like we did do an evening ago. one, though, a couple that. of weeks ago as oh, well. Oh, we did. We did. We did. Yeah, it feels like forever, though. It feels like it's been a while. I think it's because we had uh, a bit of a hiatus over Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Intentionally yeah. so. And but I've not been it, drinking for these, so they, they are, they, you know, we don't stay on the line as much. <laughs> so they're not with shit to me anymore. <laughs> no, but usually we stay on the call afterwards just talking bollocks for hours, don't we? Yeah. Like, we don't, we, wag, if we yeah. start recording at seven, we sometimes don't finish till, like, half two in the morning we just stay up chatting yeah. all night, like a bunch of chatty cathies together we uh we a lot of the time just for the viewers a glimpse behind the curtain we uh we plan stuff for the pod yeah. and then the next sort of days or weeks we go what did we say and we're like i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> and we got like, we got, like this muddled that we spreadsheet that we sort of like <laughs> haphazardly put together yes. like on the thing of what the fuck does that mean <laughs> we have to just re-go over it abergavenny question mark mark yeah <laughs> Yeah, one for Franks, mm? and it's like not, next to nothing. Yeah, um, I think uh, we probably could tease in this. We mentioned last week we're going to launch a Patreon. I think we should say, well, mm. by the by the episode that next comes out, we'll have. No, we've already recorded them. Um, okay, right. Yeah, it's it's, yes. it's it's due. It's it's probably going to come. I'm I'm just going to guess now because I'm not going to look at the. I'm not going to open the uh, spreadsheet, but mm. it's going to be about early Feb. Am I, is I that reckon right guess? by the tenth of Feb we'll have it up. Because because yeah. we hold us to that. Yeah, the hold reason us why to it and slap us in chains if we don't. <laughs> release but we have the had Patreon people message us saying like sometimes our order of things out in terms of like we'll say something then we'll reference it in a, like a, in an odd way because we've already mm. recorded them. It, we record them but don't always release them in that order. So some people have been like, oh, what did he mean? He mm. mentioned this. So people pay attention to that stuff. So. Just in case anyone cares, um, we, we recorded two episodes that are coming out in the next two weeks, but then we realized it was Dean Santos doing when, and we were like, oh, we should be mm. more um, current and kind of like 
uh, you know, a bit more on the ball when it comes to like Welsh things of importance. So we thought, okay, we'll move those back. Do Santa's Day win really quickly before it comes out. We we like to have a buffer for ourselves, don't we? Um, yeah. But so we, this we got a, this one's a quick fire one just to get yeah, it out in time. Off the hip, do it out on time. We mm. only thought about it like Jack only thought about it last week. But it means we got two in the bank, and then after those two in the bank, which should take us to like the eleventh of Feb, we'll then launch our Patreon. So we'll have all the details in it then. So in the next two weeks, we won't talk about the Patreon. This is so confusing. So we've mentioned it (laughs) like this week and last week. Oh, I have no idea, man. Fuck, I'm so bad. This to me is math. And math makes me want to fucking vomit. Basically, it's not always... We we tend to do them in order, but this one is will be the latest one we've done chronologically in terms of recording, but then the next two after that will have recorded before this episode, if that makes any yeah. sort of sense. So and you might thinking, not even care about this. You might be thinking, shut the fuck yeah. up and get on the episode. Probably, yeah. I, don't I, don't I don't even care. Why the fuck are you on about? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I get so obsessed around things. <laughs> anyway, that's fucking boring. We always do um, that, don't we? go, oh, that's too short an episode. That's too long. <laughs> We're making rules for ourselves. We don't need <laughs> yeah. to do this. Yeah. Um, Let's get over that boring stuff. Let me tell mm. you about today's incident. That I, uh, oh, I, yeah. I texted you about Please it earlier, but I thought I'd save it for you the do. pod. But um, so I, I went today to get my heart scanned because I've been still, you know, I'm still going through the old uh, fat heart syndrome or whatever it was like enlarged heart. <laughs> <laughs> so my, uh, my, yeah, my, they think my heart might be a bit too big because it keeps like the beats are too mm. far apart. I imagine it's. Doof, doof. <laughs> just like really cartoonishly <laughs> slow <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm thinking of like a, like it is in Looney Tunes where you see the physical like <laughs> heart thing like coming out of your chest yeah, yeah. and then uh, an attractive nurse goes by and I turn into that wolf like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah your eyes pop out as well yeah. it's a separate issue but yeah, yeah. I've got cartoonitis um, yeah, so I, I, uh, so I had, I, I had a scan already, and in that original scan, I had to take my top off and lie on this uh, like MRI scan thing. So I lied on this like lying down, top off, and it does this mm. scan of your body or scan of your chest. And then today, it was standing up, and she was like, "Oh, face the wall, like go push it. Get this, this is square that protrudes out of the wall, and you got to put." Yeah. She said, "Oh, put your arms like." backwards and then pushed your front really tightly onto this cold wall. <laughs> Sque- squeeze those little nests against, against the tits fucking... against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tits against the wall, ladies. <laughs> so, I, and, uh, but, so then she went, she told me what to do and she went to go sit down and then she looked up and she, she was like, why have you got your top off? And I thought it was the same situation. I had to take my top off again. <laughs> so she, she said, why, why are you your, top why your trousers down as well? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> she, she, yeah, why have you got your top off? And I went, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, nurse. <laughs> yeah. But I was just there, sat like my body oh. against the wall, and I just had my like head looking back over my shoulder in the most coquettish oh, prop- way. Proper was tits yeah. and nips against the fucking glass. <laughs> and when I left, I just went sorry, like yeah. that, said a goodbye, <laughs> and I find myself so often have, just leaving a situation, saying sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> getting it right, <laughs> sorry, me, oh, got, got my I top off. Just imagine it yeah why have you got to talk about hey let's just let's relax let's all be comfortable here like no it was it was more just like so awkward i just like just panicking i don't know i don't know what has happened a bigger boy came in and took my top clean off <laughs> absolutely fantastic that is yeah. that is a good anecdote I, 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 once again you cannot let ten, anything be natural 
<laughs> 10 out of 10. You good. can't just say, oh, let's have a bit of preamble before the pod. <laughs> I just ah, that, say, was what... that was good. I, I rate it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Do you have a... You... We haven't spoken about it. What, what shenanigans have you been up to, man? Well, I've been in the Emerald Isle, as you oh, know. You ha- uh, oh, betrayal. Mm. Oh, I, I wondered why coming. my back was hurting. I knew this was coming. <laughs> you going like a whole bit about this. Let me get into it. Oh, yeah. I wondered why I could feel a pain upon my back. I could feel a shift <laughs> upon my spine because there's a knife <laughs> embedded into it by who, I, who other than my dearest, dearest boy who... Uh, who must have forgot my number or something because yeah. he went to Dublin without me and brought another friend. Yeah. Hmm. It was. It was. It was not my fault, okay? <laughs> I didn't know anyone else was coming. I thought for the viewers, and viewers, listeners even, um, my wife booked for my birthday a trip to Dublin. I thought it was just me and her, little romantic getaway. Uh, back, because we, we, I love Dublin and all that. I thought, oh, very thoughtful. Went over, got over there. Right, got off the, on the. Oh, I'll give you the whole story. Actually, it's much better. So on the plane over, um, me and my wife are notorious for going to bed like stupidly early, like proper granny bedtimes, like yeah. you know half eight nine. And on the way over, I got off this sort of late flight. We came up, we we landed about six o'clock. On the way over, Amy was going. Oh, for tonight, should we just like go to bed early and call it a night? Obviously. That infuriated me, as you can imagine, because I was like, I'm on bloody holiday. I ain't going to bed. I want to see the sun. I want to see everything. And then, uh, so I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not happening. But it was all a ruse, because then when we got off the um, the plane, I was was thinking, oh, God, is this what this holiday is going to be? Because Amy was going... We gotta go into that that little bar, the airport bar. I need my water. I need my water. And I was like, okay, right, I'll go to the water, whatever. And then she was like, let's go sit down on that table over there. And I, I don't know where she was pointing. And I was looking for this empty table. And I was like, wait, she was that table. I was like, what is your obsession with this fucking table? And then she went, maybe that table over there with people we know. And then suddenly, I saw our friend Andy and his partner. And I was like, oh, it makes it ex-friend now. And I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. And you know how fucking stupid I was at the time? I had a few rums at this point. And I I went, what are the fucking chances that Andy and Harriet are in this Dublin airport bar when we're here? (laughs) Anyway, so my my wife had, um, yeah, had arranged all this thing and they were there as a surprise to as part of my little birthday thing. But since then, I've had text galore. When I was over there, Good God, the text from Franco. Oh, guess the pod's on a scrappy. Oh, when you start a fucking pod with him, Tales for Dublin, is it? Yeah, good one. New podcast idea, how to hurt your best friends. New podcast <laughs> yeah. idea, how to laugh and make piss jokes with your shit new mates. Yeah. Or... <laughs> how to smash your heart into a thousand fucking pieces, yeah? Yeah, what do I love? Beers. What do I love? My mates. What do I hate? Being left out. I don't <laughs> like being left out. What's funny is You well, know this about me. I, I, I'm doing dry jan. I am broke, saving for my wedding. Paid mm. off, you know, paying for Christmas. Um, work, I, I'm, I'm fucking working like a dog at the moment. Um, so there's no chance, um, you know, there's, I couldn't go anywhere, even if, like... Even I if bet I'm, you, if, if you'd got the call, you'd have gone, Emma, <laughs> we're remortgaging the flat. We're, going, I, honestly, we're, we're coming out. I, I think, like... um. I think I'd have been. Oh no, that's great. Thanks, thanks for asking. But uh, I don't hang out with liars or betrayers, so I'm not even going to yeah. entertain this. No, but I definitely. I was thinking, <laughs> but that's that's beyond the point. That doesn't matter. What matters is um, me 
my friend Josh, my friend Sean, we all went to football, and with my friend Craig, and we all sat there and said, oh, well, I guess we know who Amy's favourite is. Yeah? Okay? It's not on <laughs> yeah. is it? <laughs> you didn't get the call. It's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel nice, I imagine. But it, no, uh... I mean... Uh, you know, I obviously consulted with Emma about this. She consoled me as I was weeping on the floor. Um, <laughs> I, I did say, we do this with you guys, and we do this, all couples do this. And you, like, she's taking you away for a weekend away. She, the last thing she wants is all of your friends coming over and they're taking well, you away from said, their Because Amy, Amy said together. to me how it came back, because it was originally just me and her, and then a couple of days later, she just messaged Andy out of the blue and said, like, oh, the the what you call it the hotel that she found was like dirt cheap or something and said i don't know if you're going to be up for it or whatever and then she said i was thinking of inviting all the boys and their partners but then it would have turned into like a thing you know like when it's like a who can make it who can't like that's no longer this time that time either then and also from the girls perspectives like me and andy drank quite a bit but not nearly as much as we would if it was like the boys and if it was the boys and all the boys and all the girls you just know it would have been great for us lads and the girls have just all been going to bed on their own every night also um you and andy i'd say are the two biggest fans of dublin like you mm. like I, i'm kind of just happy and i do love dublin a lot it's a great pub city but like you two like it's venerable to you guys isn't it it's like uh, oh we love it yeah yeah oh, maybe not for andy after um we went to on the friday amy had never been to temple bar so oh, the world's most those... expensive pint Oh yeah, for for those who have not been to Dublin, there's Temple Bar. It's like the area full of really fucking lovely pubs, but very pricey. And then there's the Temple Bar, which is like kind of in the heart of it. And she's like, "Oh no, I've been to this. We went there. Just happened to be Andy's round. Four drinks, so two pints, a single vodka and coke, and a single. I think it was like a rum and coke or something. Guess how much that cost? If it's more than twenty pound, forty five euros." Oh Christ! Two pints and two drinks. Yeah, I came. Andy came back from bar. I said, "I want to do that." I don't, don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. He said, "I'll put you back." I was like, "Okay, fair." Do you remember? And then when, I found out and weaseled it out of him. When we were in like Tampa Bar, and we were like, "Oh, do you have any deals on Jagerbomb?" In like a proper bar, like you know, it's not like a quiet country pub. Mm. It's in a centre of a city, and we're like, "Oh, do you have any deals on for Jagerbomb?" And they're like, "Do I look like a Tesco's to you?" It's like, "No, but you do look like a fucking pub." <laughs> You all have pubs to drink deals. I, I always do find Dubliners hate UK people. And they are always like, Maybe I'm just Welsh, us. I'm not English, I'm Welsh. <laughs> but no, they do, I always yeah. do, they, they have a resentment. You know, obviously, there's fucking wars, and there's reason why they why they detest, detest the UK. But I'm always like, oh, they are just so anti. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and not I, you one know, of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I always you? want to say, listen, mate, I, I'm a fucking Welshie. I'm not like the rest yeah. of them. I want to take a knife to my palm and go, I bleed Celtic blood the yeah, same as no, you guys, okay? I think, I think we forget that Wales are pretty, you know. Uh, yeah, I think there's more steep. We like to kind of look at Wales as this benevolent great country where it has also been yeah. involved in some pretty bad wars with England so I do th- but yeah, I do just always is. think like mate let me just have a Jaeger bomb and don't have a go at me I just want or, or let me have a Jaeger bomb and not, not fucking charge me an ungodly amount of money <laughs> yeah they probably just have a UK tax on people don't they so anyone from yeah. the UK they just hike it up and go I well, imagine actually if you're probably this is for Sinn Féin if you're a, a, a Dubliner then you probably do stay away from um Temple Bar, a oh, fair definitely, bit, because it's way yeah. too expensive. They probably have their own little drinking holes. Your dad lives there. When more... does your dad go drinking? Uh, he goes to this place called the Penny Hill. Is it in? Du- is it like Central Dublin? 
Uh, no, it's a little bit out, but he's a little bit out as well. So he always goes there, but um, he's also got his own little uh, bar that he made during COVID. And he's oh, like, yeah. I got that now, so what else can I do? <laughs> um, I realise we're 20 minutes in, man. Should we... Uh, I know, we... we've been having a We've basically been catching up just as mates, not even... Yeah, I know, I kind of forgot we did then, a yeah. podcast for, like, <laughs> for yeah, most of Jesus. this. Oh, we're tw- well, 20 minutes in, so should we just crack straight on with the episode? Yeah, got it. So, as Frank's mentioned earlier, I'm going to be chatting about um, a saint that is fairly well known in Wales, but probably hasn't gone too much further outside of Wales's borders. Uh, if you have heard of her and I'm talking shit, feel free to leave us a little comment and let us know because we we love talking to you guys. But anyway, um, oh, I thought you meant let uh, us know if you're talking shit, as in you've got it all wrong. No, 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 no. As in, like, if if I go, oh, no one knows about Santa's Domain outside of Wales, but oh, yeah, loads of people yeah. do. Give us, give us yeah. a shout. But yeah, know. as I said, as I mentioned, we're going to be discuss- discussing Santa's Domain. She's the Welsh patron saint of lovers, um, and it's basically to get you all ready and clued up before the Santa's Domain or Saint Day- Saint Domain's Day, uh, which is on the twenty fifth of Jan. So, um, can I give a little tip here? Go on. Then. Uh, so, I, you know, Valentine's Day is very commercial. Um, it's mm. quite, you know, um, opportunistic of big, like, calendar, you know, card thingies and stuff. It's very, very commercialized mm. and, like, a, kind of soulless and all, um, everything's, like, triple in price. Like, trying to get a restaurant's really expensive and, like, flowers mm. and all that stuff. It's just hiked up and it's all going towards, like, big Valentine. Um, if you yeah. do Santa's Domain instead, it gets you a lot more extra brownie points with your partner because it's far more romantic oh, and it's a bit more Trust niche. me. Yeah. Trust me. I've, I've me made now. little allusions to that at the end. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, take take Franco's advice, all right? Doing Wednesday is the superior day of love. I'm telling you right now. It's just it. I'm not biased in any way, shape, or form. But anyway, Doing Wen um, was a Celtic princess uh, from the 5th century. So the story goes, uh, she was one of 24 daughters of Brachan Brachenog. He uh, was king of the land that we now know as Brecon. Well, uh, now we English know speakers, it. Well, let's just say English speakers <laughs> would know it as Brecon Beacons. But his actual name, there was the original Welsh, which is Banai Brachenog, which is named after his, him, which means the king Brana's, of the land. Yeah, it's Brecon's Beacons, isn't it? Brecheniog's Beacons, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So... Uh, not only was Doinwen one of King Brachan's daughters, she was also said to be the foxiest one of the lot. <laughs> and loads of 5th century men were pining for her back in the day. They couldn't believe how bloody beautiful she was. She's gorgeous. So, uh, well, she was bloody gorgeous. And unfortunately for all those lads, um, Doinwen had the hots for only one particular lad. A young boy named Melon Davidrith. Now, I couldn't find if Davidrith had any particular meaning itself, but I did notice that if you split it up, uh, it does make the Welsh words for drill tongue. Oh. <laughs> so make of that what you will. I don't know if doing men just love <laughs> a good tongue lashing or it what. Dav- but... So it mutates from Tavod to Davidrith. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mutation. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing fast and loose with the <laughs> grammatical rules. <laughs> and but Davod yeah. and, and Drill is drill. Davod is tongue. tongue so. Yeah. Drill tongue. Your tongue tornado. Mail on the old drill tongue. I bet he's fucking working his way through the girls. <laughs> what? Uh, what's gun? Drich. Drich is gun, isn't it? What's that? Drich with a ch is a gun. 
Drich with the C. Drich. I thought what's, what's gun in Welsh. Gun is. I thought it was gun. G W N. No. Oh, maybe it is. I always thought it was Drich. Let me let me have a little quick. Uh, no, Drich. Drich um, I don't know what I'm on about here. Drich is a mirror, isn't it? Yeah, D R Y C H is mirror. So anyway, Melon Davidrich was the son of a neighbouring king. Uh, he and Doinwen very quickly fell madly in love, planning to spend the rest of their lives together as little virgin plus ones. For those who don't know what virgin plus one is, it's basically someone who's had sex once. So <laughs> that's what we used to use in uni. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> with this in mind, uh, Melon went to King Braham to ask for his daughter's hand in marriage but was denied permission from the king. Brachan denied Mela his daughter's hand as he'd already promised it to another prince from another kingdom that would better suit his ambitions. Despite pleading with her father, Brachan put his foot down with Doinwen and swore he would force her to go ahead with the marriage he'd arranged no matter what. Melon, it turns out, was a bit of a spoilt brat of a prince and when he couldn't get what he wanted, he took it out on his so-called love of his life and struck Doinwen in anger. Doinwen heartbroken and betrayed, ran away from her privileged life rather than be a tool of her father's greed or the object of her lover's abuse. She first fled into a nearby forest until her tired feet could carry her no more. She led down to rest and as she drifted off to sleep, she begged the gods to take away her love for Malon so that she might be free of a heartache. Doinwen awoke that night to a visit from a spirit who offered to take away her love for the prince along with three wishes. Doinwen, so exhausted and lovesick, agreed to the spirit's proposition. The spirit's hands glowed and the feeling of loss in Doinwen's chest melted away. The ghostly being led down and told Doinwen she was cured of her heartache and that Melon had also been magically encased in ice for his transgression against her, so that no other could love him again. The spirit then asked Doinwen what she wanted for her three wishes. Doinwen, the kindest and most forgiving of souls, gave Melon a chance to better himself and earn love again, and with her first wish she had the prince thawed from the magical ice. Her second wish was for God to look favourably on any that loved in Doinwen's name, so that, unlike her, their love could flourish and grow. The third wish she asked of the spirit was that she remain unmarried for the rest of her life, so that she may focus on fostering the love in others. Once the apparition had granted Doinwen's wishes, she bid her farewell and left her to a peaceful sleep. When she awoke, she was filled with a new purpose and journeyed far from her father's lands to the island of Llandoin, or Ynys Llandoin in Welsh. A small island off the coast of Anglesey, or Ynys Morn, in North Wales. She preached messages of love all through Wales as she travelled north, and once she arrived, she even set up a church dedicated to lovers the world over. This was an important shrine in the Middle Ages, along with a nearby well that Doinwen was said to have blessed. She also studied the medicinal properties of many herbs and supposedly helped heal any of the afflicted that visited her. She also had a fondness for animals, and as well as being the patron saint of lovers, this is a, a slightly unknown fact, she's also the patron saint of sick animals. Aww. So, all in all, she sounds like a bloody lovely lady. Uh, Doinwen, she died around 460 AD, and both the church and the well became popular sites of pilgrimage. And it was actually said that the fish that sometimes found themselves in the well were sacred and they could indicate lovers' destinies. Now, I tried to find out how a fish could indicate things, but 
it was a bit of a mixed bag. So some sources said you could actually physically pick the fish out of the well, ask it questions about your relationship, and it would answer you, like in, in your native tongue. Like that big of bass. Course, Remember that bass yeah. you spill on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, sing you a fucking country song. But, <laughs> what song but did that bass used to sing? <laughs> I can't remember, you know. I was just trying to, I was racking my brain to think of it what then. Luke, I'm going to quickly but... Google what Billy Bass sings. Go on then. Uh, we got to drop that in here as well, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. The one I remember is, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> what on earth? They think putting the bass to say, why? why? It doesn't uh, make any sense. Mine wasn't in the bath. Mine was on like a, 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 a like a hunting trophy wall. And it would like... Yeah, yeah. G- oh, yeah. But it was. But why don't worry, be happy of all, of all oh. things? You'd want to make it punny, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, but I thought you said take it in the bath. But you said... Why no, no, bath? bass, bass. <laughs> like the, the, the bass fish. Yeah. Yeah, but, sorry um, for that. So that was that's all right, no worries. And so that was uh, what I read. Some from some sources said that you could just pick the fish up and talk to it because, of course, you could because it's fucking magic shit. But in other recordings, uh, it would say that what you do is you'd go to the well, you'd speak your lover's name down the well, and if you saw a fish's face rise to the surface, your your uh, relationship was blessed. Ooh. Now that. I mean, even that's a bit tenuous, but I think that second one is probably more likely than the, the yeah, first one. Yeah, Oi, is it going anywhere or what? He goes, nah, mate, nah, fucking binner. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, so, is that, is that well still around now? Yeah, yeah, that well still there. So, uh, I'm going to go through a little bit of what happened with the church from her death, and then I'll get back to sort of like the lasting legacy, if you like. Following the Protestant Reformation towards the end of the Middle Ages, devotions to Doinwen's church were suppressed, leaving the building to quickly fall into disrepair. With pilgrims opting to visit St. Elian's Well instead, this was a shrine nearby in the county of Conwy, dedicated to the saint of the same name. So things flip-flopped back the other way then, during the 19th century, when the Anglican church began acknowledging traditional devotions again, with an increase in visitors to what remained of Doinwen's church, they decided to erect a 14-foot cross that, in her memory. So that's quite near the grounds, not quite on it, but that's quite near the grounds. And then in 1903, a Celtic cross was also placed at the actual ruins of the church in her honour by a guy named F.G. Wynne of Glynllivon, son of the Baron of Newborough. You can still visit the ruins of this church today, up on Anislandoin, or Llanwyn Island, and her namesake is also present in a place called Porthloin in Anglesey. Now, that's not so, too surprising to have something up in North Wales to do with her again, but I was very impressed with this. There's a church in a place called Advent in Cornwall called Sen Adoin, which is in her name as well. Oh. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Well, you know, as I'm getting older, um, I mm. when me and Emma go places, I love seeing old churches, and I, I'm not religious at all. 
but like I am mm. obsessed with history and I love like touching a beam from like a fourth, 15th century mm. barn and knowing a someone from 600 years ago or whoever it is, 500 years ago, touch that and put that there. And I think it's like this direct link. You're touching a hand from the past. Like yeah. you know those mudlarks in London who, who go through the Thames when the tide's out and they, they go through and because of the oxygenated clay, they pick up like amazingly preserved stuff. From oh yeah, thousands yeah. of years ago or hundreds of years ago. It's mad, isn't it? And I love that they touched it. The last person who touched that dropped it, and it fell in the water. And now it's being picked up directly. And you ha- I always find it like a direct link. And I think churches are like that. Like churches are because they're they're one of the few. You know, castles got knocked down, especially in Wales. Yeah. Loads of castles got ruined during the English Civil War. They used to just like dismantle them and smash them so they couldn't have any. Either side couldn't use it as a refuge. So loads of the churches in Wales now look like they're demolished. They, they had looked perfectly fine up until the English mm. Civil War. Um, but churches were left unscathed. And, so, you know, churches in Wales go back for ages and ages and ages. I and do I like the churches the... as well. Like you say, the, um, it's, you know, me and you don't, you know, we're not big religious guys or whatever, but because people were back then, yeah, the, that's what it's the, the building of churches and stuff has given like a lot of reverence. So they're obviously quite, they're, they're of, um, often quite grand. And yeah. like, you can see how much, and, and the way that things used to be built back then, the amount of time and effort that would go into it. And, you know, it's it, a real sort it's of, also, some it's of the like architecture is amazing. You get to physically see what they would have seen. So like, mm. I, I love that. And like Christianity in Wales, I was reading this the other day that like it dates to, cause I was thinking, so when did we stop being pagans in Wales? And when did we stop, when did like we stop doing Roman, you know, cause the Romans came, did we adopt any of their religion? But Christianity mm. in Wales dates from like the fourth century. Um, and by like yeah. the seventh century, cause of like Roman and Celtic missionaries, the whole country was, completely christian um and then when the pagan anglo-saxons invaded britain in the fifth century wales was one of the strongholds of the celtic church so like she's from the fifth century um which is when like the anglo-saxons were coming in and stuff and Mm. um churches would have been struggling in england um in in wales that wasn't the case it's interesting as well because if you look at this like two get the like welsh which would have been Celts at the time on side when it's like sort of christian church or what what would be i don't know pseudo christian back then i don't know what you call it um you know they allowed certain practices they maybe wouldn't in places that were like diehard christians because they 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 knew they weren't the whole thing was to convert so it's like this weird mix of like this old pagan rituals and and what would at the time be concerned considered modern christianity it's very interesting like how this like muddled religion come out of it yeah i wonder if we should ever do an episode on religion but i mean i don't know because it's quite also i find religion really boring (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm glad we're on the same page on that one (laughs) yeah all right well that's it this is our christian episode this is our christian episode consider it that yeah um who was i so uh yeah so that was cool. cool. I thought it was Senadoin in yeah, uh, a place called uh, Advent in Cornwall. That was good. That was that was good. That's what I've <laughs> good just said. Good done. Next. Was good done. Finish that little <laughs> line I've just written. What I meant was that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> in a more natural way. Um. So as for uh, Doinwin's lasting legacy, uh, it's hard to say definitively how long the Welsh have noted the twenty fifth of January as Saint Doinwin's Day. Uh, the oldest calendar we have marking the date dates back to the 15th century, but historians reckon Wales would have been celebrating it for much further back than that. Some even say back um, since her death, basically in, in the 5th century or not long after. So 
it's a bit it's one of those classic things where between the fifth and I don't know maybe tenth or something like that we didn't really write things down. Well, even then we, we did. always say this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, not in tenth or fifteenth. I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it could it's, it's anyone's guess, but people do reckon that we've celebrated it for a while in Wales at least. Despite this date being noted for so long, it did fall out of fashion as different religions and theologies spread through Western Europe over many, many years. But Dith Santes Doimwen has had a resurgence in Wales in recent history. There was a really big push from the Welsh Language Board to brand it as the Welsh Valentine's Day, which is a pretty easy leap to make considering Doimwen's background and everything. And in 2003, they partnered with Tesco. Um, for those outside the UK, that's like one of, if not, the biggest supermarket chain here. Uh, they partnered with Tesco and Tesco distributed 50,000 free cards across its Welsh stores that were themed similarly to what you'd expect from a Valentine's card. The difference being that messaging would either be Welsh or bilingual and promoted Dies Santos Doinwen or uh, Doinwen's Day as a day of love akin to the Valentine's Day we all know. In one of these 50,000 cards was a special heart and whoever found that won a prize. Oh. I searched high and low for uh, what this prize was, but I couldn't find it annoyingly. I can only assume it wasn't the greatest because, <laughs> you, you know, these sort of government-funded language things don't usually get the biggest, like, purse to, to do promotions with. But um, this is something I found that was really nice, though. They also set up a hotline at the time. So if you wanted to write your loved one a message in Welsh in your card, but you didn't speak Welsh, you could phone them up, say what you wanted to say, and they would translate it over the phone to you and, and spell it out to you and everything. Oh, that's class. I, ma- I imagine that wasn't the busiest line ever, yeah. but that is still such a lovely thing to do. And I, I was like, I was thinking, you know what? I don't mind money going to people to do a service like that, because I think that's quite nice. Even if you only had like yeah. tens of people doing it, I thought that was yeah. quite nice. So the chair of the Welsh Language Board at the time, a chap named Rodri Williams, an incredibly Welsh name, as yeah. you'd expect, he said at the time, "Why?" and this echoes your sentiment earlier, Franks, why wait until St. Valentine's Day to make your romantic feelings known when you've got our own Welsh opportunity to say, Dwi'n Dagari Di, I love you. Oh, By making your feelings dee. known, Dwi'n Dagari Di. Do you know that song? <laughs> yeah. Lord, I love I think... the board. Oh, oh. Lord, I love the board. <laughs> Put that in, that's a banger. Yeah, we'll put that one in. <laughs> so he also said, uh, by making your feelings known on St. Doin Wednesday, you're not only celebrating an ancient Welsh tradition, but you're also showing that you're one step ahead in the romantic stakes while others are left waiting for St. Valentine. Oh, Roger, you old so, dog. So the die has been cast. If you wait for Valentine's Day, you're a Roman-loving fucking chump who doesn't rate their partner <laughs> enough to prove their love in January. All the alphas, all the top shaggers, we're all celebrating St. <laughs> Doing Day, baby. So that was it. That's my bit on St. Doing for you. Um, so if you're out buying chocolates and flowers for your partner on the 25th of Jan, and some ignorant bastard comes up to you and goes, what the bloody hell are you doing? You can say, listen, mate, 
use a podcast you should listen to. Pump up the numbers. Pump up the numbers. <laughs> pump up your numbers whilst you're pumping away. Oh yeah. Wait, um, and wait. if you do get your end awake, thanks to Saint Dana's Day in this podcast, just picture me and Jack and this podcast throughout. Mm, delicious. Yeah. Also, yeah, I would say if you're going to do that, get your end away on the 25th of Jan. Make sure you comment and let us know you did as well. We, yeah. We'd love a tally. We really would. <laughs> yeah, we need a tally. We need to know who of our <laughs> listeners are top shaggers. Um, and even if it's just make a sweet love to yourself, um, do it in her name. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So so we're down doing, give us a tally if you've shagged your partner. Give us a tally if you fucking had a tug or a rub. Or a rub. You like. Come on. Or a rub. Yeah. So we've got a CD. Um, we're never yeah. CD. Uh, right, I mean, St. Doyman, the, the horniest of patron saints. Yeah, well, she's, she's had a wicked so. way with us. <laughs> she, she made us all amorous. Um, give someone yeah. else the old drill tongue. Go on. Yeah. Um, that's horrible. Dear <laughs> <laughs> um, Grander, thanks for listening. Drop us a review and comments, guys. Much appreciado. Thanks. Bye. Dewch gariad yn dros y byd, i ddathlu santes dwy'n wen. Dewch gariad yn dros y byd, dros y byd, dros y byd, dewch gariad yn dros y byd, i ddathlu santes dwy'n wen. Dewch gariad yn dros y byd, i ddathlu santes dwy'n wen. D